We are fierce, unapologetic, and gritty. We are the stay-at-home mom, the model, and the podcaster. We say things that people think but would never dare say. But most of all, we are notorious moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Notorious Moms, the podcast. I'm here with my very special guest, Crystal. Um, Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for being on the show. Tell them, tell the people who you are and what you do. Hi, thank you for having me, Tanya. Um, I am the owner of Mama's Unique Cuisine. Um, It's an online catering business, but it all started about eight years ago before I had my daughter. And it stems from all the roots of cooking that my grandma instilled in me since I was a very young girl. And I decided as I grew up that I wanted to continue her legacy in that way. Oh, so where where are you from? I'm from Bronx, New York. From Bronx, but as far as like Puerto um, Rican. Oh, <laughs> so you had a Puerto Rican grandma cooking. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so I love to cook. I think cooking for for me is like therapeutic. Um, yeah, especially like certain dishes, certain um like staples. You know, because I'm also Puerto Rican. But I was born, um, born and raised in Brooklyn. And um, the holidays is always like such a really happy time for and me. It's all about food. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's that's what it is, right? I feel like um, us as Puerto Ricans, we celebrate everything with food. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody has a baby. We're cooking. Somebody's getting married. Yes. Someone's getting married. We're cooking. Someone's coming over. We're cooking. Um, And I think that that's just like one of the greatest things about our culture Mm -hmm. is the food because it's like so good. Like my mom, um, one time we tried to make like pasteles one year Mm -hmm. and um, we did like 20 of them and we were like, oh, hell no. It's a process. (laughs) Because... (laughs) If anybody knows pasteles, you can tell them that it is a process and it is a lot of work. Yeah, I make them with my business. Usually, mostly I sell them around Christmas time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Um, And I do it all by myself. But I've Mm. learned the key is timing yourself Uh and take a step by step every day, like first you do the masa un día, a la carne el otro día. Right. And the third day, just put it all together. Because I feel like a lot of people tend to do everything all at once. Right. It's overwhelming. Yes. It, I saw my grandma do it all the time. She owned her own restaurant way before I was born. Mm-hmm. And I know that she used to do that. So we all grew up eating pasteles, but she raised me. So I saw her making them. And I'm like, this is overwhelming. But I knew that that is one of the things I needed for my business. And that was actually my first thing on the menu that I sold. Mm. And yeah, it's still to this day, like my biggest seller. <laughs> <laughs> I Especially... think the people just, they love it. They're like, oh, it's something in the sofrito that you do. Yes. And they're just like, it just reminds them when they were younger. It's like, it's like really good, like comfort food. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think you're absolutely right. Like, you know, you have to kind of like pace yourself because oh, yeah. especially if you're doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
we, my mom, it was like me and my mom. And then like way back when my dad, um, he would help my mom, like do all the wayando and all that stuff, because we didn't have the machine. Like we would yeah. do everything oh, a while. by hand. Yes. By hand with the grater. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it, it was just so much better that way. I felt like the masa was so much more dense and mm-hmm. it tasted much, much better. Yeah, definitely. That's how I do it. I mean, if it's like for myself, maybe I'll use the maquina, but usually cuando los vendo, when I sell them, mm-hmm. I homemade, like the way my grandma made, I see old school. It takes a long time, but I do <laughs> yes. I put my husband to work, anyone who's here, help <laughs> but it's mostly just me most nights um and I actually take pride in it even though it's a long process mm-hmm. I take pride in it and that's why people don't understand that it takes a lot because they complain about pricing sometimes even though I think oh, I'm fair yes. with pricing yes but um if you know it's good you're gonna pay for it like right homemade you go to a restaurant it doesn't taste the same right it does not. and and it's just like you know unfortunately the prices of the things have gone up like significantly you oh, yeah. know the meat has gone up mm-hmm. the verdura is oh, yeah. expensive the vegetables alone is a lot yes yeah and just to do like the sofrito if you do it like fresh because i do my sofrito fresh too mm-hmm. and it's like the cilantro the peppers the onions um the garlic all of that has like really gone up but these are the mm-hmm. things that we need to kind of like make our that's, food yeah that's the base the sofrito is the base to everything but okay so here's the thing a lot of people call it sofrito. I don't know why, but I grew up que se llama recao, recaito. It's yeah. green. And yes. sofrito had more of a tomato, red pepper. Yes. It was, it was more red. So my grandma was like, oh, es rojo es sofrito, es verde es recaito. Right. But I'm pumped to see that nowadays, like on social media and in the restaurants and in the supermarkets, everyone's calling it sofrito. And I'm kind of yes. like on the fence, like, I don't know what it is. So that it tastes delicious. I think that it's what you put in it. So, and I get that too because, like, my mom would separate it as well. But Mm -hmm. when she would make um the sofrito, she would just put like all the onions, the peppers, and everything. When she did the recaito, it was like just garlic and the leaves, like the the cilantro, the recao, the actual recao. Mm -hmm. Because you know it's different. A lot of people don't know that there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Between they think the it's leaves. just cilantro in, in it. It is not yeah. just cilantro. It's cilantro, it's cilantro and the cilantrillo, mm-hmm. which we call it recao, which is the yeah. long green leaf, which mm-hmm. I love. because I, I love the it, smell of it. It smells so good. Yeah. I think that's, that's lo que le da the hit to the what it is. Recao. Yes. yes. That's what it is. So what what has been like your inspiration to like continue to cook? Like how did it all start and how did you end up like on Instagram and social media with your cooking? It was um okay, so I became independent an adult and I started working and you know, I would see in my functions at work that people would bring their homemade foods. And I used to be like, damn, like I don't just want to make spaghetti and meatballs. Like right. I wanted something that represented who I was, how I grew up, and I knew I had it in me. I was like, I, I can do something. So I started making the recao, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, my food is delicious. And then, <laughs> you know what? One day I'm just going to do the pasteles. Lo hice. My family loved it. Friends loved it. I said, I'm going to make it. And I make, you know, a big pot of arroz con gandule, pasteles. I sold it at work. 
for oh. a holiday function and they kept asking who made this who made this and at the time i was like just 2021 20, and they mm. could they couldn't believe that i cooked the way i did right because like, you were so young yeah and I'm like i have an old soul and my grandma raised me i feel like i have my grandmother's hands like she brought that down to me mm-hmm. and um so I just started doing that. I was like, all right, this is a long process, but I want to continue because since she's no longer here, I feel like no one else is going to make it and I don't want to just forget about it. And right. I'm eating it and I want one day my kids to see how it's done and to try to taste it and like it, hopefully. And um, so I just started doing it on the holidays. My daughter was born. I became a stay-at-home mom. And financially thank god we were good by my husband like he held us down but i still felt that like i needed to be independent so i said you know what for the holidays because my nana's little i can do something on my own with this with the food so i just started doing that i started doing pasteles i would make like lunch specials for my co-workers and they would come to my house pick up and then go back to work (laughs) and it was just like hey how you doing by the way you left you left us to have a baby um but um that's how it was and I just said I I I like this like I enjoy cooking and it was like my me time away from everyone yeah away from being a mom a wife a friend a sister I said this is I like I like being in the kitchen and I always said that I felt my grandmother like right behind me right here Mm -hmm. every time I made something and it made me feel good so then um come now to the present I said you know what everyone's doing things on social media I changed career paths and it's a little bit more difficult selling food you know at work so I said you know um how about I do it online I'll post my menus you know for the people in my neighborhood or just in the tri-state area that can either come pick up or I can deliver Mm -hmm. and that's how I've been running it so I just started mama's unique cuisine on instagram and that's the only thing i'm on it's just instagram oh okay yeah yeah i was gonna ask you i was like i was just gonna say like do you have any other like are you on facebook or are you on like so mama's unique cuisine yeah when i saw that you started following me i was like oh my god it would be so dope to have her on my show because (laughs) um i've always been like interested there's another a few other people that i also follow on my instagram that they also do like puerto rican cuisine yeah, I know a few of them as well on social media, and we've chatted, and it's cool. And I just love that nowadays with social media, I feel like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, all the like Latinos can come and like show off all of our talent through cooking, music, yeah. and everything else. But like for me, it's the cooking, right? Back in the day, like nobody had a platform like that, right? You know, and it's nice, and people need to take advantage. I'm still growing my business. I have future goals for it, um, but I'm juggling because my kids are very young, so I'm still juggling. And I'm just like, my main job is like like my long nine-hour shift. And then I'm like, you know, then I do my mama's unique cuisine on my time. So I just learned to time manage. I was like, I could do holidays, you know, special occasions. I've catered for parties before. So I'll do small caterings like that as well. Um, con tiempo with time. But, um... I just said, let me just do an Instagram because everyone's on Instagram. Yeah. You know? And I I like the live videos of me cooking and stuff, which I've done a few. Yeah, I've saw, I've seen them, which I thought so, it was like really dope. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're like them. giving your instruction and you're like showing what you're making and how you, you know, you're using your ingredients, yeah. which is like really dope. Thanks. 
uh, sometimes I've gone on and I don't even save them. I'm just like, I don't, I just, I don't even know why I don't save them. But I'll go. Well, on you should save them definitely. Them. I'll be like, oh, I have some time. Join me later today. You know, things like that I'll do. And I actually have a lot of people that I, my following might not be up there, but I have a lot of faithful customers. Yes. And they always look forward to when I put up a new menu. I'm like the first one they call because, listen, we have a holiday family gathering. We need your food. And, like, it makes me feel good. You know, I'm not trying to do this for fame. I'm not trying to explode. If one day that's what God wants, that that's what it is. Yeah. But that's not what I want. My whole thing is to try to keep my ancestors' roots alive. But, like, you know, through food. Through food. And I, and I want to teach my kids because I feel like all of our culture is dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the younger, younger generation. Yes. Um. I'm a millennial, but I think we we still have hope with some of us. <laughs> but um, I just, see, you know, it's very sad. And I'm like, if I can show my kids to cook and one day they can show the world that has no idea what this is, then I did my job. Yes. And I think you're actually right. I, f I also feel like the old school culture um, mm -hmm. is kind of like dying. I just I was in Puerto Rico a few months ago in October. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my family still has like a fogong in the back and they still cook outside and, you know, they have the fresh candules that they grow right in the backyard in the garden and, you know, the platano trees in the front, like it's, it's, it's so amazing to still see a lot of people, unfortunately don't have, um, even in Puerto Rico, they don't have kind of like those resources anymore. And like being with the generation is also just, it's not being like passed down. I feel like mm -hmm. it should be. Um, yeah, I think it's just the world. You know, there was a world back then that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And even though a lot of the elders might still, you know, from back then, our elders now are still around. Um, they're tired. <laughs> they don't have patience. Technology like took over everything. Yes. And especially here, like everything became you know americanized and everyone wants everything the easy way and it's it quick it, yeah it's convenient and it's amazing because i love it but at the same time a lot of people forget what they came from yeah nobody had like electric stoves and you know things like that everything was done in, in the backyard yeah you know everything was grown fresh you yes used everything there it was no supermarket Right. You know, it was like, go to the farm, go to the finca, figure yeah. it out, you know, go get fogon. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't know. It's sad, but I mean, I like the convenience of everything now too. Right. But I, I just feel like the world is changing and we have to change with it. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold on to the past because if we don't, then what is our history? Right. What are we going to pass down? Right. Yeah. And I think that, I think that that's really important that like, that's why I kind of like love what you're doing because it's like, you know, you are, um, continuing the history and the culture through like food. You're showing mm -hmm. people what you make and the, the comida criolla, yeah. like, you know, like how they say, cause a lot of things are just not, um, you know, it, it's, it's like a lot, it, it's just more than cooking. Mm -hmm. It's like the love. It's like the the everything that you put in you to making a dish. To it. Yes. And I always say that if the food don't taste good, 
they they didn't do it with love. Yes. Every time I, agree. I, I make my food, if I'm not in the mood, I know something's going to be off. Like, well, the rice is going to be a little hard or something. So <laughs> I tend to be in a mood from the jump. Like, this is going to be good. Y'all going to love this. Yes. And I, like, put my heart and soul and everything's good. That, and, and that's how it should be. Yeah. Because that's that's how you make food good food. Mm-hmm. You know, you put you put you know, you put your love and you put your effort and you put all of that, um, you know, into the food and people yeah. enjoy it and people will always come back. Oh, if yeah, you cook good do. food, they do. like I say that, uh, my mom is a really, really good cook. Mm-hmm. And so is my father and like my sister, like we all know how to cook. Um, I taught my son, like I'm teaching my son, but he still really doesn't know. He's 17. Okay. Um, he knows how to do the simple stuff. But not like, you know, not the rice and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's really important that we show our kids too, like what the food and what the cooking actually means, mm-hmm. you know, as far as our culture goes. Yeah. I always say like having kids, it's also good for them to be in the kitchen with you. I yeah. have my kids since they were like able to stand and sit sit on the counter you're gonna watch mommy do this you want to chop up here's a spoon chop this up like it's not gonna be perfect but you get them involved and one they're learning um i'm big on like because i homeschool my kids so i'm just like taste this smell this feel this like very natural learning i Mm -hmm. i would say and then um i just let them do their own thing and which I, which I think works because it, it yeah. also gives them the like the creative freedom mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, sometimes maybe if you have a dish that you're making, they can put their little twist on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My daughter just turned seven this week and I swear. Oh, she, happy birthday. Thanks. I swear she has like the sofrito down pack. Like she knows how to do that already. Yeah. <laughs> Adoba all the meats and she knows how to make rice. Of course, I have to be there with the stove. Of but um, like she she could throw down. So like when you're cooking, and I know that this is kind of like one thing that I don't do. Do you measure any of your food? Like, do you do the measurements? Like no. a the pinch most of I salt. Think I do is like. It's okay that I do maybe if it's for just my family of four I'll get like two cups of rice okay that's it but if it's for a family I don't measure I eyeball everything yeah like we cook like that too and a lot of people um when like doing their recipes and stuff like online Mm -hmm. they try to be very um like specific with the measurements but it's really hard when you like eyeballing everything because I I cook the same way I can't do that I just look at it and I'm like, okay, this is what it's going to have. If it needs a little flavor, um, I add a little bit of more of this, a little bit more of that. But I, I've never had, like, measurements. Yeah, me neither. We didn't do that. My grandma didn't do that. I don't even <laughs> remember her owning measuring cups or anything like that. It was like, use the lata from the tomato sauce. And yes. That's a cup. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is that? It okay. is so, I used to, I used the the bean cans. Yes. Can I share this? This is funny. Of course. If one day my cousins watch this, they're gonna they're gonna be like Dito. Um, <laughs> my grandma would every time she make arroz con gandule or mojo rice or whatever, she would wash the can of beans, um, 
if she used the can because she would you know she would be grinding them también naturally but if it was real quick she would use the can she would rip off the label rinse it scrub it down and use it like to drink she yeah. would put ice and a drink instead of cacharro de ella. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh my God, like you could cut your mouth with that. Yeah, I, I've definitely was, seen that before. I, I actually that. use it. I use it to measure out my rice. Oh, okay. Like I have it in my rice bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, notorious mom, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in, I have like a little frasco of um, like where I keep my rice. Mm-hmm. And I use it to measure my, my, my rice. It's like one cup. And that's, that's how I measure it. That's yes, your one that's, cup. Uh-huh, that's my one cup. <laughs> yeah. I overflow my pots all the time, but it's delicious. And I don't measure. I'm just like, how many people coming? Okay. Uh, you need to add a little bit more <laughs> just in case. No, I yes. don't measure anything. I've give I've been given recipes. Like, follow this, follow that. And I'm just like, okay. And I go do it. I'm stuck. Like, I did it as it was said to me, but I, it doesn't come out the same. Right. I'm just like, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not by the T. I'm just like, <laughs> I gotta do my own thing. Yeah. It doesn't come off right at all. Like, it's just like baking. I'm very simple. I'll do all the like, you know, nostalgic like, you know, yeah. dulce, flan, tembleque, all of that. A ojo. Because I don't, right. I don't have a recipe. And I only go by that. Um, more like by taste because when I was younger yes. the most my grandma let me in the kitchen was like to help her peel the garlic for the sofrito throw it in the blender for her and like help with the pasteles other than that she's like salte de acá like get out <laughs> like, she wouldn't leave me so it was just me peeking or like just tasting it and just smelling as she cooked oh look she just put that oh look she just bought this at the supermarket and like i put it together in my my brain and i was like okay so when i started cooking i was like how can i get that flavor that yes. grandma did and i just tweaked it and my sisters swear that i cook exactly like her they come for the holidays to my house everybody comes to my house i'm the cook <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it's delicious. My mother-in-law's like, this is just like my grandmother used to cook. That's it's it's so nice when you get like that compliment because I, that's kind of what you're going for, it, right? It makes me feel good. Yeah, I love it. But I'm also hassling. I'm like, you like it, right? You like? <laughs> I know it's good. <laughs> Why do we do that? I do the same thing. Like when I'm cooking, I tell my son, I'm like, is it good? You like I don't it? Even eat. I'm like, you like it? It's good. <laughs> my husband be like, I don't know. Let me see. Let me, give me some more. <laughs> so what has been by far like your your most favorite dish to make dang i think something simple arroz blanco habichuela guisada but maybe instead of just chicken a lot of people say chicken i like bistec cebollado yes but you gotta add like the green peppers the red peppers like in salsa roja because yeah. I feel like Bitten Cebolla, you can make just like steak and onions sauteed, but right. you can also make it in like a red sauce. I like the red sauce. And that's, that's a, how- there's a certain kind of steak you have to make with that. That's the it's one like- with the little holes in it, right? The like cube steak. steak. Yeah. But I've also done it with like um, the strip steak, mm-hmm. you know, or just get a nice thin flank and just, you know, slice it. Slice it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put a lot of onions in there. I feel like onions make everything better and softer it tenderizes the meat the more onions you put oh i didn't know that 
Yeah. And I love onions. Like I, I eat onions with everything. I like them raw. I eat them cooked. Um, onions and garlic. Oh yeah. Onions and garlic are like, it's like my thing. I put fresh garlic in all of my food. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I cook. I like to have fresh ingredients. I use like the powder stuff, like the adobo, um, the onion powder and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, like most of my ingredients are like fresh. Mm -hmm. It takes more time. But it tastes, so, um, but much it tastes so much better. That's why I take my time eating. People are like, you eat slow. I'm enjoying this. It's a <laughs> time. It's a time to make. I'm not going to scarf it in five minutes and then that's it. You know, like. Right, because where's the enjoyment in that? Yeah, how are you going to remember what it tastes like? <laughs> no, I just, no, I just, I, I, I'm the same. I like everything fresh. Um, But yeah, simple white rice, habichuela guisada, viste cebollado. My chicken steak takes forever to make. I just throw mm. in ice cubes and then cover it. That's what my grandma would do. She would throw in a whole bunch of ice cubes right on the steak. Yeah, on the steak uh -huh. and let it cook in its own, you know, vapor. And oh. it, it will soften up faster because I feel like when you make it can come out tough. Yes. So my grandma always would do that or it would take so long to cook. I can cook that in like an hour and a half. Oh. And my trick is just throw a couple ice cubes in there while it's cooking. And for some reason, it just works. Wow, that's that's new. I never heard of the ice cube thing. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Um, now I just bought an Instapot. So okay. I've been kind of like using that for my meats, especially since, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I have a nine to five too. So mm -hmm. it's like I throw everything in the Instapot. And it's like the other day I made a half a rack of ribs mm -hmm. and it, I was... They were like falling off the bone in 45 minutes. Yeah. That Instapot is like the truth. Really? I mean, it's not it's not old school cooking, but it's helpful for like a busy mom like me. I need to learn. Let me know how that goes. Because I'm still old school with my ribs. I will boil them. Yeah. In all and the then seasoning. bake them. And yes. then when they're already falling apart, then I put in the pan and bake it with some sauce, mm -hmm. sauce whatever. I'm real old school. Yeah. Some people just season them and put them in the oven. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need yes, to let it marinate. You need to marinate. Yes. You got to get all that flavor. Yeah. My husband swears I made the best barbecue ribs. <laughs> I mean, as he's also used to like 10 plus years of my cooking. Right. But yeah, he loves my ribs. And he's like, every, well, pretty much all the meats I make, they just fall off the bone. <laughs> I don't overcook them or anything. It's just, I guess. Well, that's good. Rather, rather nice falling off the bone. Yeah. Than being raw. Yeah. Because I've gone to a couple of restaurants and, it's and I've ordered meat and it's been raw and it's been not good. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I prefer to cook my food at home mm -hmm. and try to eat out less. One, because when you're cooking at home, you know what you're putting in your food. And two, because the <laughs> restaurants suck. <laughs> you save money. Yeah. And, you and you save money. Yeah. You don't know what they're putting in your food. And people are gross. Yeah. <laughs> I wash my hands I don't know how many times while I cook just one thing. Girl. Constantly in the sink. Constantly in the sink. I'm the same way. These, especially now with like COVID too. Mm -hmm. oh, my yeah. hands are like. Oh, my hands brittle. are eczema. Look at this. Mm -hmm. They're yep. so dry. Yes. Mine too. I'm putting like oil and lotion mm -hmm. and like a million things just to try to keep them moisturized because it's just so bad. Yeah. So how do you cook like with your busy schedule? Like you work, you're a mom. Like how do you keep 
Um, do you cook like every single day? Do you like do it every week? Or I can't. Or you... I can't. No? I'm not. I'm not that good. Um, <laughs> at first, I think I tried to, and I and I was doing good. If not, I would cook a lot to have leftovers. Mm -hmm. But now, going back into the work field and stuff, mm -hmm. I work like eleven to seven, and then three to eleven other days. Like okay. I'm bouncing two different jobs. I'm still trying to maintain, you know, my stability with the kids and homeschool. Right. Um, so it's just my work schedules, they they really much they fluctuate with my kids. If gotcha. it don't work for my kids, it ain't gonna work. It's for not me. working for you. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I like the flexibility the flexibility, sorry, that homeschool provides because of that. You know, like if I work eleven to seven, I'm exhausted when I get home. Yeah, but I can imagine. Who at eight o'clock? Right. Like, start school at eleven, twelve o'clock, and still put in the hours that they need, and they still retain the information. Right. Um, and then um, when it comes to my business, it, the nights that I don't work, I tend to dedicate that to my business. Gotcha. And like my husband is a huge, huge supporter. Like he'll put down the kids, and you know he'll handle them while I cook or we'll do it together and once they're asleep I sacrifice my sleep so that I can make things that's that's unfortunately that is like one of the things um that I do myself like with the podcast lately I've been sacrificing some sleep if you see I got a little <laughs> raccoon eyes I put a little concealer because you know we working yeah. we're moms we're freaking exhausted but it's like how are we going to get things done otherwise um, especially, you know, once the kids are down, when the kids are up, that's it, mm -hmm. you know, the kids are up and we have to like, you know, tend to the kids and do whatever. Yeah. But, but my you know, kids, when they sleep, they sleep. Yeah. My kids are good like that. Like, and my husband, he's not the type to like, Oh, every day he comes home. I need my meal. Like we, Oh, that's good. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> if that's <laughs> what you want, you married the wrong one. Like, so he appreciates the day that he comes home to hot meal, which it makes me feel good. I get extra love. But like, um, you know, I, I try because I, I like to see my family eating my home cooked mm -hmm. meals and yes. just seeing how much my kids prefer that over McDonald's or, you know, even the, the Spanish restaurant. Um, so it, it brings me some type of joy. But it's just the washing of the dishes that I really can't stand. <laughs> I cannot, but um, other than that, they're very flexible. Like, if mommy has energy, mommy cooks, and if mommy's tired, we order me pizza, and there that's you go. It. and there they're you good. Go. They're good. My my family, they don't expect it because they know mommy's tired. Yeah, because you're doing a lot, which is which is great. It's really good to have a supportive, um, you know, family and supportive people around to kind of like ease the pressure of not having to constantly like be on all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. so do you have any tips so what, what tips would you offer people that are um, beginning this this cooking journey or are thinking about um, you know starting their own business with cooking what would you say to them time management don't force something if it's not coming to you naturally don't force it you know there's always going to be people that start off with you and by the grace of God they'll shoot to the next level and you're still stuck don't worry about it you stay stuck but you continue progressing in your own way um don't compare yourself to nobody mm, you're you good one your cooking is unique like mine my kids call me mama 
I, it was originally said as mama, mama's mm. unique cuisine, because I would call my grandma mama. Like, I grew up calling her mama, mm. not abuela or grandma. And um, I said, if I'm going to cook like my grandma, I want something of her. So I grew up with my kids. You know, I, I brought up my kids to call me mama. So they call me mama. And then my daughter says, I cook like no one unique. And, then, you know, the Puerto Rican cuisine. That's how I came about with my name. Um, so just what I would tell people that are starting up, just take it easy. There's no rush. You know, if you're in it for the money, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Course, because this definitely money, is a labor of love. Yeah, the money will come. But, you know, in the beginning, I say being an entrepreneur, it takes time and you're going to yes. pay for most of your business. Yes. But like I've seen throughout the years, it pays for itself. Yes. You just have to be patient with yourself. Be patient with um, your following. You know, it's not going to be as fast as you want sometimes. And that's right. okay. You know, just don't give up. If you feel it in your heart that it's for you and you're doing it for a good cause, either do it for 10 people or a thousand, it doesn't matter, but just do it, you know, and don't compare yourself to nobody. Don't. Yeah, that's, I think that's a big one Yeah, because I think a lot of people can tend to do that, mm -hmm. especially with social media being, you know, so prevalent and it's like everyone wants to do well and everyone wants to, um, sometimes be like other people but I think that's like really great advice and really good tips for people that are you know starting off in this business and you know food is good cooking is great I love it everyone wants to succeed in the food business but I feel the food business like a few others are very very competitive yes and it's gonna take time especially for like home cooks you know becoming entrepreneurs with their stuff it takes a process Yes. Even to have to own a restaurant. My grandma would tell me the stories. It wasn't easy for her. It wasn't like quick business. After a while, right. it picked up. But, you know, like, it just, you know, it takes its time. Well, yeah, I think that everything takes time. And that is like, it's right now we have time. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, picked up their like entrepreneurship during the pandemic, right? Why? Because we had time. Yeah, because they know, were bored. Time, right. <laughs> bored, yeah. We had time, you know, life slowed down just a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, here we are. So Crystal, tell the people where they can find you. Okay. They and can... do you have a website? Uh, no. Everything okay. from Mama's Unique Cuisine. Um, once I start developing more, like when I manage my time more with my jobs because I'm balancing two. I'm going to end up leaving one and just full time with another. Um, then I'll expand my brand a little bit better. Um, but right now I'm just on Instagram as Mama's Unique Cuisine. Um, when I put my menus up, you could DM me and I, I usually get back within a couple hours or just, you know, if I'm on them right away. Um, yeah, all my information is there. It's like Venmo, PayPal, like all that stuff. Zelle. Cash app. No, no cash up. Oh, <laughs> I take cash. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So all my information is there. When I do put up menus, I'm very um, adamant about communicating with the people when they have any questions. Like I'll respond right away. Great.
Yeah. Well, thank you, Crystal, for coming on the show. Guys, check her out. Mama's Unique Cuisine on Instagram. Thank you. Check for out her recipes. They're super dope and they look yummy, yummy. Thank um, you. Keep following so the Marcus podcast. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Crystal. It's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.